For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Welcome to it. Wednesday night, this is Sports Day with Scott Sattler. Jason Matthews coming from the Sports Day studio. Uh, whilst Gary Belcher is not with us in person, he's... Um, he's with us in spirit. He definitely is. Mm. Here he is. Because he's a tiger. <laughs> that was Badge last night uh, on the show talking about some... I don't know what he was talking about. But anyway, that's uh, Badge not with us tonight. He's flooded in. Mm. And no telecommunications, no nothing. So we're very concerned about him actually because he's usually uh, very anal. Well, he's very. You can explain him that way. What he Oprah? He he he's very particular. Yeah, he is. He's never late. If we're thirty, his due seconds, diligence is always very, very, very good, very professional. Well, he walks around with a clipboard all day. Yep, but and a we, whistle. We couldn't get hold of him all day, and then finally, about half an hour ago, he. He rang and said, I'm on my way in. We haven't had any phone, any service, any internet, whatever it may be. And the tide was up. They were flooded in. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately enough, his house hasn't been damaged, but yeah. the street's at either end. And we said, turn around and go home, Badge. Well, yeah, he said, if I don't get back in time for the tide to come back, I'll just sleep in the van. His creepy van. He's cre- it is very creepy. Yeah. We don't know what's in the back of that, Oprah. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome to it. It's a big show tonight. Uh, Scotty Sattler will sit down and have a chat to Eels assistant coach Steve Murphy. I tell you what, Sats, I, I reckon this is the best team in the NRL in 2022 on paper. But like always with Parramatta, it just doesn't come out on the field. And I don't know. These... The team hasn't changed much from last year. So at the start of each year, we look at Parramatta and we say on paper – Probably the, the best strike weapons in the game mm. on paper. Mm. One of the biggest, most mobile, powerful forward packs in the game as well. But you might have a great game plan. Like Mike Tyson said, you can have a great game plan until you get slapped in the face. That yeah. goes out the window. So they're going to have a lot of questions asked again, Parramatta. They're, I mean, it's they've been very underwhelming. But what I, what I do think is an 8-6 defeat they had at the hands of Penrith last year, week two of the finals. I really believe, and I said it at the time when we were calling the game last year for NRL Nation, is that I think they learned a lot from that that arm wrestle. They were tough in that game, and it was just Penrith were just a little bit more a little bit more formidable. Mm. But I think they've learned a lot from that game. Last week's trial against Penrith, yes, Penrith had a lot of their stars, and I get it, but it's the scoreline that they that they defeated Penrith by and didn't concede any points, which would be very pleasing for. For any pa- pa- uh, Parramatta fan. I'll tell you why this is going to be Mitch Moses' year. And we've been saying this for a while. I reckon Dylan Brown's going to have a better year. And when he has a better year, Mitch Moses will just run nuts. Well, Mitch, you'd like Mitch to get to the point where he doesn't have to... Rely on him? Well, you've got to keep developing your young outside half. Mm. And he'll continue doing that because he's a far more senior player. He's played a lot more bigger games than Dylan Brown. And you've always got to continue developing those young players and having those really good combinations. But as as the years go on, you want to be able to less, like you say, I don't want to use the word rely, but we'll use it for the sake of the argument, rely on your 5-8. I, I want to be worrying about what I want to do and I've, I've got to babysit you as well. 
Mm. Well, hopefully some of those that's not there. Yeah, yeah, supervising doesn't happen anymore, and Dylan Brown takes the game by the scruff of the neck. That's a really good way of looking at it. Steve Murphy, assistant coach of the Eels, joining us for Aussie Made. Make it a cool summer by Aussie Made. Peter Hooley, of course, the hoops continue. Round 14 of the NBL this weekend, and wow, the Sydney Kings are on fire. What is it, five in a row? They're going to make it six in a row this week against Cairns uh, Taipans. Peter Hooley will have a chat to us. It's also Indigenous round in the NBL uh, this weekend as well. The Bullets, man, this is this is a waste of a season so far. They've got a must-win match. They've got two must-win games this weekend. If they don't win these, the season's over. Mm. It's it's done. I hate to be the bearer of bad news to Bullets fans listening through SENQ in Brisbane on DAB+. Um, very serious topic tonight. Very serious. Mm. And you're going to go through, by the way, you're also going to go through the teams, the Warriors, the Raiders, and the Dragons, Dragons and, and, and preview their season's chances in 2022. A very serious topic. There's an article in the paper uh, today about the best palmy. We're not calling it Palmer. We're not in Victoria, mm-hmm. but the best palmy in Australia. Yeah. And we yeah. want our listeners' input on this tonight, 0457 736 736. Do we need to set some ground rule sets? Well, I'm just going to go over. First and foremost, a good group of mates on the Gold Coast have uh, have come up with this this concept about trying to find the, the best palmy. Now, I call it a palmy. You call it a palmy. It's a palmy. Now, these mates, groups of mates on the Gold Coast, they're trying to find the best palmer. Now, straight no. away, straight away, they must be from Victoria if they're calling it a palmer. Hello? They have a strict rating system. So, listeners, the, the best palmy, and they're called the, the Chicken Palmer Appreciation Club, these palmy. 10 friends. Yeah, palmy. 15 group member. And uh, some of the some of the um, requirements? requirements around this are there has to be a real chicken breast is the key. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, it uh, has to be as thick as the adult thumb from the plate to the top of your thumb. Okay. In thickness. Well, that, that's with the topping. That's with the topping. Right. Has to have ham. If it's got ham off the bone, not just a slice of cheap ham that's out of a packet. Are they yuppies? It doesn't matter. Uh, that's a massive tick as well. It has uh, leoparding of cheese. Now you know what the leoparding of cheese is? No. You know it's slightly burnt at, oh, at yes. different stages? That's nice, yeah. That also gets a tick. Now this is probably one of the – as far as, as the criteria comes and it comes to the weight of percentage, chips under – the palmy when it's served or chips next to the palmy mm. and price comes into it as well. Well, I, can I answer that? Cause I've had a few. Yep. Right. I'm probably the sports day expert when it comes to palmy consumption. Uh, it chips under for me because you get that flavor and yeah. slight sogginess. I concur with you, Jason. And you also get from the palmy. You also get the yeah, you get the a lot of the juices that come through the palmy. You get the excess oil. The chips. It's, it's amazing. Not and too it, soggy. No. Yep. Yeah, and if you've got a couple that are on the outside that are still crunchy, yeah, that's a bo- you get a bonus point mm. if you have the palmy on half your chips and half outside, just hanging on the wing. Yep. You know, waiting for a ball. No processed chicken. No pro. No, that's rubbish. Yep. Right. There's no need for that. Uh, but uh, do you want to do you want to throw up your nomination? Yeah, I've mate. I I spent two years in Canberra, and I reckon I had every meal at uh, Raiders Gungarland. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, Tuesday nights. Some great palmies there at Raiders Gungali. But I like my local Runaway Bay Leagues Club. Mm-hmm. Tuesday nights, $13 for a palmy and chips and salad. You now, can't beat that, Oprah. What? Now, can I, can I ask you in relation to the chips? Do they need to be 
thick beer battered chips? No, they be thin chips. I think your your, your standard you, pub steak chips are fine. You got to have steak chips. Yeah, that's yep. that, that, there's only one chip. Mm. And don't ever service fries. Oh god. <laughs> French fries are for drive-throughs. Yep. Don't ever put those on a plate anywhere. Mm. Yep. But the other thing, the key ingredient on the side sats is the side salad. There's always a side salad, right? Yep. That yep. comes with it. And this is where Runaway Bay Leagues Club is fantastic. They do a little site and they put a little bit of dressing on top. And that is, that's not that just there for decoration. Yep. It's there to cleanse the palate. Mm. Or when your top of your mouth's on fire from the sauce being too hot under the ham. Yep. That lettuce, that fancy lettuce mm. puts the fire out. Yep. So what are we after? Best palmy in Australia? Best palmy. Where is it? Let us know. And why? Why? Yep. Not just because it's a palmy. Like, is it? Is there something that stands out? So my vote is, you know how much I love the Sporting Globe. Yep. I, if if ever there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd be living in the Sporting Globe. Sixty six screens can watch any sport I want, and um, but their palmy, they got a hickory smoked palmy. Mm. Okay, it's um, obviously got. Are you reading the menu off the screen? It's got streaky bacon. Streaky. It's got mozzarella and tasty cheese. It's got beer battered steak fries. Being prepared now. Yeah. So, mine's a sporting globe. That's not cash for comment because I don't get anything Quentin, free from them. Quentin de Weathercock's offended by our topic tonight. <laughs> 0457 736 736, best palmy in Australia. Where is it? We want to know tonight on Sports Day. God, I'm starving. How about this news? Anthony- and the Rag and Famish in North Sydney. Where? Rag and Famish, a pub in North Sydney. Haven't had that. Good palmy. Yeah. Mm. The best pub used to be the Black Buffalo in Hobart. They used to do um, – and, and the guy – this guy used to play AFL and they used to do a sicy super schnitzel. And I sw- it was about a kilo mm. of veal schnitzel. It wasn't a palmy though, but, oh, my God, it was amazing. So Take one of our listeners, uh, 0457 736 736, hurry back, Badge, as the other two are imbeciles. How can you have soggy chips? Because he's a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, put your name. Oh, they, I know who this is. Listen, they're not soggy chips. They're part soggy, mate. And don't question me when it comes to eating food. It all comes back to food with it Woogie. Does. It does. Mm. 0457 736 736, best palm in Australia. You might want to throw your two cents worth in on this one as well. Anthony Milford could end up at Newcastle as early as April 2, Sats. Yeah, Yeah, two assault charges apparently have been dropped. He did have a deal with South, which wasn't registered. And, um, of course... Was uh, was not going to be registered due to the, the charges that were hanging over his head. So where's that? So does if if he's going to end up in Newcastle, does that mean South are going? Look, we haven't got any money. When well, yeah, possibly they've used that hundred and fifty two hundred that apparently Anthony Milford was going to get on, maybe bringing players up into the the full time squad, development players, whatever it may be, um, or upgrading contracts. So they've used that money obviously somewhere else, or they feel as though that they're happy with their squad and they don't need Anthony anymore, but. Newcastle is a club, I think, and Newcastle fans, we have got a lot of Newcastle fans. What would you think if Anthony Milford ended up at your club? Is it who they need? Jaden Braley's missing for the for the season from hooker. And uh, not that Anthony Milford would play, play hooker, but he's a very good attacking player in his day. And I feel as though that he could take some pressure off Kalen Ponga and how important Kalen Ponga is in relation to... Um, where he's where he's on the field, he can take a bit of attention away from Kalen. So, other clubs, I think, 
We're going to talk about Jamal Fogarty, who looks like he's going to miss anywhere from three and a half to four months with a foot injury, and he's going to have surgery on that. I had them finishing eighth at the end of the season. We're going to we're going to cover the um, the Raiders a little bit later on, aren't we? Mm. So uh, that may change a little bit now that Fogarty's not going to be there. I think he's going to be a really good foil for for Jack Whiten. Just let Jack Whiten worry about being big, running the ball, kick chase, which he's really good at, and. Um, and Fogey could take a lot of that pressure off him off the kicking game as well. Now he's going to be gone. I think Canberra. Anthony Milford started his NRL career at Canberra. Could Milford be a be a number seven at Canberra for I very still, low money? Was he one of the ones involved in Cruisergate? No, no, it wasn't. That okay. was Blake Ferguson. That was and Josh Dugan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Could he go back to the Raiders? You were saying to me off the air today that. Someone like the Titans could use Milford's experience in the halves? Yeah, you know, he was underwhelming at Brisbane the last few years. I don't think he was fit, to be quite honest. There's been a lot of underwhelming players at the Broncos, though. Yeah, they have. You know, he played 2015 season when Bennett was there. If Broncos win the grand final that year, that that grand final, that game in 2015, he's a Clive Churchill medalist, I believe. Um. I, I think the Gold Coast Titans, who don't have a recognised halves combination, they've got really young players in those important positions. Jaden Campbell, young. AJ Brimson, outstanding player, still really young when it comes to playing 5'8 at NRL level. You've got Toby Sexton, young. And you've got a hooker, a young Aaron Clark, or Tanner Boyd, young. Yeah. So if you threw Milford into number six there, maybe Jaden Campbell on a wing and let him learn how to play fullback from AJ Brimson. Yeah, and they could swap at times. He could, he could roam around the field. I feel as though that Milford would be very good for the Gold Coast Titans as well. But uh, Mickey G has texted in and said, uh, "Enough of the food, lads. I've got two hours to my meal break." Same. And Mickey G <laughs> says, uh, "As for Newey, bring on the milf. Could use the depth in the halves. Mm. So it might be a bad signing for uh, for the Newcastle Knights." Hey, this listener, man boobs. He's mm. such a cranky person, isn't he? For some reason, he's got something against you. Yeah, he goes, you keep proving you're a total half-wit with no idea, without a clue, as what's the matter? Parramatta don't have the strike in the centre. Well, Wunga Blake, I, I disagree there. Wunga Blake is a very good player. They've lost um, Hayes Dunster, of course, for the season. Yep. Um, it's going to be a fight out between that centre position. Maybe Tom Opachik, who's always been just a really good steady first grader at NRL. Yep. But you, you just need one strike centre. You need a center that can. You need a center that can break the line, get on the outside of his defense, or get on the inside of his, and run seventy or eighty at yeah. times. I mean, I'll use an example. We had Ryan Girdler, yeah. and on the other side we had Paul Fatawira, who was just a tremendous professional, was a great defender, was just everything you needed in a player. He was really solid, such a key ingredient to the side. That's what Tom Opechik can do. Wonga Blake has the ath- athletic ability to to be one of the best strike centres in the comp. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Can I get back on the food? Yep. Uh, Toddy, first time texter, sent us a text. Shamrock's Pub in Echuca has 101 palmies on the menu and all of them are outstanding. Toddy, have you had all of them? What? In the one night, please. What? How good's that, 101 palmies? I wouldn't And Echuca's Victoria and he's calling it a palmy. Well, he might be he might be Queensland New South Welshman. Well, KP from Melbourne, who's wearing a pair of loafers and some slacks at the moment that yep. are, are too short and no socks and glasses that you don't really need to wear. Yep. He goes, seriously, lads, palmy? Be real, it's called Palmer. No, it's not. And KP. gravy on the chips. Oh, geez, you know, KP's won me over the gravy bit, though. You can't have gravy on the chips when you're having a palmy. Why not? That's... Who makes the rules? 
Well, I'm going on on the criteria. Thanks, KP, for your text. Yeah. Best palm in Australia, the Australia, the Early Beach Hotel, without a doubt. And I've had them everywhere. Put your name on the text. I'm going to Early Beach for my next holiday. I've scrapped Hawaii. So you want the name on the on the end of that one, so you can call them and get there. See if they got to get there. Accommodation's expensive. Yeah. I need somewhere to somewhere. Mm. To, hey, where is the best place to stay in Early? I'm going up there for four or five. I nights. went up there in 1990 for an end of season trip under 18s. End of season trip, and we stayed at the Magnum's Backpackers. Oh, I'll suggest that to the missus. Yeah, and the kids—they're mm. bigger princesses than the princess. <laughs> I tell you what, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Keep your uh, text coming through. Sats Milford actually played fullback with distinction with Canberra. He did. Yeah, he made his debut at fullback. He was the outstanding fullback when he was at Canberra, and then he was, of course, signed uh, signed at the Broncos. But um, he was an outstanding fullback. When he first hit the scene, he was just electric, dynamic he was at 18. Nice. No one knew much about him, and um, I, I think he'd be a really good signing for them. Boys, best Parmigiana used to be – that's the correct term, by the way uh, – used to be Cairns RSL when I was up there three years ago. Cheers, no tongue Gary. <laughs> no tongue Gary. The Bogan Parmy from the Palace Hotel, that's from – oh, that's Lou. She's one of our great listeners at Nanango. The Palace Hotel, is the Palace in – is that in the eastern suburbs? No, Nanango. Oh, Nanango Palace Hotel. Yeah, you know, Lou, our, yep. she's one of oh, our... Oh, yeah, she's a, good, she's a, she's a great loyal listener. listener. Very good. Mm. Uh, keep your text coming through, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day for Kia. Meet your muse with your new Kia Sportage. Uh, in a moment, Sats catches up with Steve Murphy uh, from the Parramatta Eels. He's the assistant coach. Thanks to Aussie Made. Make it a cool summer. Buy Australian Made gifts. Support Aussie jobs and communities. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Of course, the NRL season eight sleeps away. Kicks off in Penrith with uh, the Seagulls and Panthers taking place. These guys are getting ready for their first game on Sunday, March 13. It's the Parramatta Eels. They'll be taking on the Titans, Sats, and one of your good mates who was involved with the Titans in the early days. And we'll have a chat off air. This team, the Parramatta Eels, arguably, I reckon have got the best cattle on paper. Oh, I, I agree with you. We've said that every year, but they've got such a great squad. And and um, Steve Murphy is uh, is one of the assistant coaches. There has been Brad Arthur's assistant coach for many, many years. We're going to see why the Eels are going to be different this year. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Murph. Pleasure, Satsi. Thanks so, for having us. First and foremost... Um, Every preseason is pretty much the same. Every player says that they've been the fittest they've always been, and every coaching staff looks at their squad and says, oh, "I think we are going to give this competition a real shake this year." And as Jace was saying, on paper, I think the best team in the competition. So, for for you as a coaching part of the coaching staff, Murph, and also Parramatta fans, why are you convinced that this team could be better than where you finished last year, which was sixth on the competition ladder? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful that um, – well, I'm confident. I probably shouldn't use the word hopeful. I'm, I'm confident that they're battle-hardened. Uh, it's a squad that's been together quite some time now. They seem quite familiar with each other. They enjoy the, the style of football we want to play, and, and I think our style of football matches up against most opposition. Um, I think the game, even though we lost against Penrith in the semi and Penrith went on to win the comp last year, I think that gives the boys a bit of confidence too that, they know we're only a sort of a play away there from 
maybe stealing that game, and who knows how far we might have went then. But yeah, I'd like to say I'd like to think that the boys are confident in their in their ability and capabilities now. Murphy, it's funny you should say that about the loss to Panthers last year, eight six in week two of the finals up up in Mackay. I, I actually said after the game, we called it as well for for SEN for NRL Nation, and my comment after the game was, I think this squad has probably learnt more from that loss than they would have if they won. If that makes sense, do, do you are you on the same yeah on the same belief? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. That's you know, I, as I said to you before, I I think they've they're battle hardened. I, I think that they're um. They seem ready to me to, um, to at least start the season well. You never know. You need a lot of luck, as you know, uh, to get to get through a season and have your best players playing at the right time of the year. Like we lost Reed, you know, who knows what happens if Reed Money plays that game? No, nothing against Ray Stone, but Ray Ray was playing hooker for the last you know four weeks of the season for us, and then um, you know we're not getting carried away with that win on the weekend against Penrith because they were missing, you know. A lot of their best players, as they uh, Fisher, Harris, Cleary, Edwards, like the name, which is confused. So, but we were we were buoyed by what we saw, um, and and you know we're, we're confident in the in the depth of the squad. You know we've got enough players now that have had a taste of it. Um, it was unfortunate Hayes got injured in that trial. That our our left winger, we were grooming him for that position. He did his ACL, and then. Um, but yeah, we think we've got enough depth to, to cover for a few problems that may arise down the track. You talk about that game against Penrith, and you are right. A lot of people say it's only a trial. We spoke to Anthony Griffin last night. He made a made a really good comment where he says any win, you should celebrate any win because uh, any win is a good win. And But the way that you played against the Panthers, and yes, you won it convincingly, but was it after the game, Brad Arthur and yourself and... David Kidwell, Mary McGregor, who's part of the coaching staff now, was it was it that you didn't concede any points, even though they had some stars out, they've still got a quality outfit. Yeah, no, definitely, Sachs. You know, we've always, you know, we've been called flat track bullies for quite some time. You know, like we can beat up on teams and put them away, but you know, we can we can leak points as well and leak a lot of points. But yeah, they resolve on the try line. As I said, admittedly, without Nathan and Isaiah through the middle, like. And Fisher Harris, like we, we're not getting carried away. I like that they didn't get carried away about it. I like that they were pretty neutral about what they did. You know, they they actually expected to win that game with those players missing, and and I liked that. Um, and you know, it was like right, let's get ourselves ready for the next one. So, yeah, I like that we weren't overly um, celebratory, if you like about the result. They they expected it and they expected to beat them and, you know, they're looking forward to round one. Steve, I saw I saw it a fair bit starting to emerge last year where your big men like your Paulos and your Regan Campbell-Gillards and Nathan Brown's always had a pass before the line and a really good offload as well. But there's a lot of passing between the big men, like exchange of passing, short passing, especially in the wet last week. Is that something that, that you focused on throughout the preseason, just trying to move teams around a little bit more? Oh, definitely. Like we've we've always relied on a power game, Sats, and you know sometimes that's just not enough. And um, you need to be able to tip onto each other. You need to be able to promote the ball to the edge when required, without you know without without it being before you've earned the right. So I, yeah, we've we've worked hard on it, but we've worked hard on it not just this preseason. We've worked harder than the last few seasons. As I said, the pressure will come when the pressure will come and the two points are on. Whether we're still prepared to do that. 
will remain to be seen. But uh, I'd, I'd like to think that it's ingrained in them now and that we're going to play, be able to play both ways, you know, like a power game when it's required and also promote the ball when it's required. So, mm. you know, I like that sort of footy. So I'm hopeful that that's what we're going to take into the season. Oh, it's got you written all over it, Steve Murphy, former touch, Australian touch <laughs> player. It's got you written all over You're it. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're now, an idiot. a player but, that I've been quite critical um, for the last two years, and I think he's the key to whether yep. you guys get through to at least get through the last two teams in the first week of October is Dylan Brown. Let me guess, Dylan Brown? Dylan Brown. I, you know, he's got so much potential. You know him better than most. I feel as though he doesn't understand the game yet in relation to why we have to do what we have to do. I think he just is playing off the cuff at the moment, which is good at some times. But has he got to that stage of his career? Has he convinced you that he's at that stage of his career where he's starting to understand his role? I think so. I, I don't, you know, I don't think you become a first grader in your first couple of seasons, Satchi. I think that takes him a while to to get there. And um, you know, he's a he's a natural, instinctive, strong, great runner of the football. But probably his understanding of what's required from the position has taken time. Like I'm confident that the best is Dylan Brown is certainly in front of him. Um, and yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's ready to go this year and. His combination with Mitchell, I think, is evolving. You know, and young Jake Jake Arthur's been really good for the group too, mm. mate. Like he uh, he he really understands the game. You know, he's probably got it drilled in from his father a fair bit, but you know, he's he's a really good kid. Um, and they spend a lot of time together, all the halves trying to help each other and encourage each other. So, yeah, I think their understanding of when to play and when not to play and all those sorts of things is improving by the day. But again. As you said before we started talking, like um, the start of the year, um, you know, everyone's confident. Everyone thinks they've had the best pre-season. Everyone thinks they're going great. Uh, um, but it remains to be seen what you can do under performance pressure and the pressure of two competition points. So, but yeah, we're, we're happy with where we started. And I'm, I'm particularly happy with the halves. Murph, it's, it's a player, when we talk about off-season signings and you got your Burtons and your Addo Cars and your Matty Dufties and all these other clubs, the Dragons have recruited really well. I think one that's flown under the radar is Bailey Simonson from Canberra. I think both he and um, you know, possibly taking up one of the wing positions with, with of course, the, you know, the, the powerhouse, the powerhouse on the other wing. Um, mm. I mean, Mike Acevo, I, I think he's been a signing that's, that's flown under the radar a little bit. What's his transition been like to the club? Yeah, we uh, really. I'm really enjoying. We the coaching staff really enjoying looking working with Bailey. He's uh, he's a great young man. Um, very athletic, very fit. You know, challenges Clint Gutherson, who's obviously our fittest player. Challenges him and a lot of the the speed endurance type stuff. Like he's very fit, fit and and keen to learn. So you know, I, I really like what he's brought to the club, and you know, we're very grateful we got him. Yeah, he's a good player. Now. Has there been any talk amongst the playing group or any team meetings about the, a lot of players leaving in 2023? You've got Papa Lee and Stone and Reed Marnie, Nia Kore as yeah. well, that you need to create some dreams for this playing group because it's going to be dismantled at the end of the year? Yeah, oh, we know. Like everyone talks about premiership windows and all these sorts of things. I'm not a massive believer in it because, you know, anyone can do a job on any given day. But yeah, we're, we know we've got some real talent leaving the club and guys that are well loved in the organisation too like you know they're, they're some of our best people 
as well as players. So, um, yeah, that without saying too much, there's been not much discussion about it rather other than to say, let's make the most of this opportunity while we're all together. And mm. I think that's all anyone can do at any day, any work environment, any workplace. You've just got to make the best of every day while you're there together and enjoy it because you just don't know how long it's going to be together. Now, you've got an interesting nickname, um, which is Brown Snake because you've got shoulders like a brown snake. <laughs> but is it any... Any did good you did you give did you give me that yeah, nickname yeah. Scott? Yeah, no, no, two thousand six. Oh, okay, right, no, yeah. just checking. Yeah. Um, right, okay, yeah. Any good nicknames amongst the playing group? Oh, let's go. I like Howie Howie for Kai Rodwell from what? Benchwarm. Big front rower, yeah, because he's got pale, pale, pale skin, incredibly pale skin, scared of the scared of the sunlight. <laughs> Don't mind Howie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's probably the best one. That's one of my favourites. Always gives me a little giggle. Okay, we, we um, from bench Speaking speaking to uh, Anthony Griffin. Also, I love hearing about the what I call the circuit breakers. The guys when everything is so tense at training and everyone's under a lot of pressure. Who's the can I, who's the guy that can always always break the circuit and just just calm everyone down with whether it's a comment, whether it's a practical joke, whatever it may be. Besides me, you mean? Besides you. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, you know who's probably pretty good? Pretty good at maybe upsetting the coach and then calming him down? Probably Big Reg. Reg has got a little bit of humour in him. Mitch is always funny. Gutherson's always pretty funny. Um, yeah, Gutho. Gutho's probably one of the best ones at it. Okay. okay. What sort of hairstyle is he, uh, is he uh, yeah, throwing out one? there today? What's it going to look like? What's round one going to look like for Gutherson? No, he's, he's straight. He's, he's straight back and sides at the minute. Mm. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, he's, he's pretty pretty stock standard captain these days. He's just become a father, so he's he's um, very mature. Now uh, NRLW kicked off on the weekend. Great day for the Parramatta Eels. Maddie Studden, is there a statue of her out next to Ray Price at the moment? <laughs> Well, imagine if they win the comp before us. There'll be, there'll be record <laughs> statues everywhere. <laughs> it was an outstanding result, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was uh, pretty exciting to watch. We all um, we all sat around and watched it together, a few of us. So it was, uh, it was good. It was great to see him clinch that late with a field goal. So, yeah, it was uh, very exciting for him in round one. Hey, what about the news this week that uh, the Eels... They'll lock out opposing fans and have members-only crowds at games. What are your What are your thoughts around you that? You can't Mark? ask him that. Why can't I? Because he's a coach. You can't. Yeah, well, you can't ask. I reckon him it's that awesome. Yeah. I reckon um, it's awesome. Coaches... <laughs> you don't want to let those West we Tigers fans in. Yeah, <laughs> I heard Brad Arthur. No, I heard know. Brad Arthur being interviewed the other day by one of our colleagues, uh, Jimmy Smith, and he said the same thing. Yeah. He goes, "When did that happen?" <laughs> Yeah, no, we had no idea. We went, what's going on here? What's this all about? So I haven't given it any thought, to be honest. But mm-hmm. if we get 30,000 screaming para fans there, I'll be happy. Now, looking up in the coach's box, uh, Steve, during the Panthers, I saw Mary McGregor sitting up the back in a parachute. What, what's his role? Yeah, Mary's um, come on board to, just to help us with our, our day-to-day probably structures and um, just have a look, a different set of eyes, like, I've been with Brad probably nine years now, so it doesn't hurt us to have someone from another organisation just to have a look and cast his eye over what we do on a daily basis and offer some suggestions. Been very helpful for me, you know, giving me some some ideas and 
and I'm sure he's done the same for the coach. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Him and uh, Mick Innes. Mick has come in and done a little bit with the forwards too and the hookers especially. So, yeah, it's just good to have people that have been there and done that. Um, you know? Good guy. Saps back in the day. Good guy, Mary McGregor. Uh, really you know, good it's guy. It's good. Yeah, they're, they're, both, they're both good fellas. So, you know, we last week, Last week, Murph, we had a team of team of big heads, like big heads on little like skinnier bodies in mm. rugby league, and we had Dave Fairley. Dave yeah. Fairley was captain, skipper, yeah. yeah. But um, oh yeah, John Carroll yeah. was nominated. Big Dave. Um, but uh, also, <laughs> Mary McGregor was nominated by some of our listeners as a person that had a massive melon well, with a it. with a skinny body. He didn't He's make a big the, man. You can see, like, yeah, you can imagine. I wouldn't have liked tackling him. Big thing. <laughs> Yeah, he's a nightmare to play. out there running out wide, eh? Mm. All right. Hey, listen, this is getting ridiculous. I'm going Not to that I made many tackles. <laughs> I'm going to put a – well, weren't you the touch footballer? Yeah, he's a touch legend. Yeah, there you go. You don't tackle in that mm. game, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I wasn't interested. How many World Cups? Anyone. How many World Cups did you win, Murph? Just a couple back to back. <laughs> is this fair income? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> That's nice. All right, listen, you World Cup winner, we better let you go. <laughs> no one cares, mate. No one cares. <laughs> no, no we've, right, lo- we've lost Good interest in the up. interview. Uh, Steve Murphy, assistant coach yeah, at enough. the Eels. Good luck, mate. Sunday, March 13, round one, Eels versus Titans at Combank Stadium. Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. Bye. Great chat with Murph there. Sats on Sports Day. Get to a break. Thanks to Kia. Meet your muse with your new Kia Sportage. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Yeah, it's Jace and Sats here tonight. Time for the season preview. Looking at the team's chances in 2022, of course. Uh, let's kick it off with the Warriors tonight, Sats. Mm-hmm. Finished 12th in 2021. Um, what, do you, what, what are the gains, losses that stick out to you, and where do you think they'll finish? Well, Sean Johnson, as you said, uh, 12th last year. Pretty disappointing. Um, but towards the end of the year, they're really playing for a lot. There's a lot of teams there, Dragons, a lot of them that were based on four and against. It was going to be you had to win a few games to push into that top eight. So the Warriors weren't far away. It was just four and against. Um, but they've, I think, they've made one of the biggest off off field signings in Sean Johnson. Mm. He's a tremendous player. I'm, I'm glad that he's gone home. They've signed another front row from the Melbourne Storm, who we didn't see a lot of, but I've seen a lot of over the years um, coming through second tier footy. His name's Aaron Penne. He's a really good player. I think he'll explode in the Warriors jersey. Ash Taylor's been given a full yeah. What do you? Contract. I was going to ask you. What do you make? Well, you know what? When you're on a million dollars, and all of a sudden you're sitting in a room, and they say, "Well, all of a sudden you're earning you know, 200000 dollars, whatever it may be." Still good money. It's still good money as a rugby league player. It keeps you honest, to put you that way. So, what do you expect from Ash? One Taylor thing Ash Taylor's year? never had is a good work ethic. Now with the Warriors, he's going to have to earn the respect of his teammates and, and the bosses, at the Warriors, and he's got to do that through hard work. So I'd like to think that if he's trained really hard and has got a great mindset, mm. he, he could be one of the key players for the Warriors this year. Not sure where he's going to play because they'll have Sean Johnson in the halves. They'll have Shannon, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, and also they'll have um, – and out the back, they'll have um, Reese Walsh. There's talk that Reese Walsh may start at 5 8 and Harris DeVito will start at fullback. Uh, but, yeah, their squad's looking okay. With the Warriors, it's have they got the mental fortitude to win five, six, seven in a row? 
And they're based at Redlands uh, this year. In Redcliffe, year. yeah. Redcliffe, sorry. Yeah. Redcliffe this year. So mm. uh, with all families and kids at school. So where do you have them finishing? I've got them finishing I've got them finishing uh, 11th. Okay. Yeah. Dragons finished in 11th last year. They did. Again, uh, for and against is what really hurt them after barbecue. Ah, bar- barbecue gate they, stuff there. They season. didn't win a game after barbecue no, gate. No, no. But it was only for and against that really put them in a really vulnerable situation. If they would have been able to put together two or three wins after barbecue gate, they would have made the finals. I'm with you on the Dragons this year, Sats. They have, whenever we do losses from other teams, you go, Jesus, everyone's going to the going to St. George. Talking to Hook last night as well, I, I believe the Dragons are top eight certs. I've got the mates. Have you? I think I'll finish eighth. And if you go through their, their signings, George Burgess, not quite sure yet, coming back from a pretty serious hip operation. Jack Ajevsky for Manly, he'd be a really good buy for them. Moses Zumbai, I think, is a tremendous utility. Yep. Tao Monga, which is a centre who has got to find something. He's at the back end of his career and we can still get some worth out of him. Francis Molo, state of origin front rower. You've got Jaden Sewer, state of origin back rower. What a pick You've got Moses Suley, potentially one of the most exciting centres in the comp. And you've got Aaron Woods' experience from the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, Aaron Woods, interesting signing. Yeah, but he's a big body and you just need experience. Yeah. You need experience. And outside of that, you've got Jack DeBellin, who is a, a damn fine footy player. They've got Jack Bird as well. They've got this young group of players like Ty- Tyrell Sloan, Jaden Sullivan, and Amon, the 5'8", who is going to be a superstar in the game. Um, you put all those together, mm. it's a classy side. It's pretty. And their trial and form's been reasonable. Cody Ramsey on the wing, another exciting young player. How good player. is he? That try he scored against South. You know, out of all of that, you can have all the greatest ingredients in a dish. Yeah. Got to have the right chef. And they've got the right coach. Anthony Griffin's the right coach to bring this very experience. But most importantly, what he does very, very well is brings really good young players in the first grade. I've got them finishing 7th or 8th, but 8th. All right, Raiders, last one, uh, finished 10th last year. Poor season. Probably one of the most disappointing last year. Yeah. Where do you have them this year? Now we know that Jamal Fogarty is out to at least round 15 with a knee injury. I I had the Dragons originally finishing 7th and the Raiders finishing 8th. I've now got the Raiders going from my potential 8th to anywhere from 10 to 12th. I think they're too good to be in the bottom four. And when they get Fogarty back, they may be just too late. Uh, their signings have been good ones, but Nick Kotrick, good signing. Adam Elliott, I think, is a phenomenal signing. I said to you yesterday, that's one that's been quiet, that one, and I reckon that's one of the best pickups. Good player. And yep. Jamal Fogarty as well. But they've got this they've got a back rower who plays a lot like Jason Talmalala. Didn't get a lot of game time at the Cowboys. His name's Peter Holler. Now if he's fit. He's young gonna, bloke? Young guy. He's only probably about 22, 23. He's a tremendous prospect as Peter Holler. So I hope he gets to play a lot of first grade. I hope that he's fit under Ricky Stewart. Um, I did have them coming eighth. I've now got them 10th. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Jace here tonight. Just uh, a quick thing on Badge. He uh, got flooded in today, so can't get out of the house. Um, so, yeah, Badge, our thoughts are with you. Because he's a tiger. Oh. You keep persisting with that, don't you? New Farm brings you the weather. <laughs> Australian through and through. Deputy Premier... Uh, 
Paul Toole has told anyone in the Hawkesbury or Richmond area impacted by uh, the flood to leave their homes now. That's the one back in March 2021? Yep. So if you were, if you were affected by that, leave your home now. He provided the major flood update just after 5.30 this afternoon saying it was time for some residents to get out now. George's River is likely to exceed the flood level seen last year as well, he said. So lots going on. Uh, make sure you keep your ear to the radio and keep your eye on updates coming through as well because um, yeah, that rain event just keeps heading south. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. Radio, your text, 0457 736 736. The hot topics tonight are Palmies and Parramatta. Yeah, our good friend the Reptile says, guys, is that Pelican from the Eels on something saying they're getting carried away? They celebrate like they won the comp. And if they like playing with each other, why are they leaving? It's called money, Reptile. Mm, mm. Money and sometimes when you're in a team that is taking up a large portion of that salary cap, Regan Campbell Gillard, Junior Paulo, Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, you've got to find somewhere else to find it, mm. and so it's about opportunity. So, uh, we've got a lot of text messages we'll get through the, the next hour as well in relation to the Palmy or the Palmer. Mm. Now, Kurt from Melbourne says Palmer or Palmy could well all just agree the salad is the unwanted third wheel if you're unhealthy. It's not. It's a pl- palate cleanser. That's what it's there but for. But it's got to have some Italian it's, dressing. It's got to have that on there. Forget yeah. it. Otherwise, it's boring. Now, we're talking about some of the great palmies around the country, if you've come across one. The Piedmont or the Piedmont Bridge Hotel. Great palmy on the roof. Sunday special. That's Dave of the Gold Coast. Nice he said Dave. before COVID, $10. $10? What? That's got to be the cheapest I've ever heard. What? Yeah. Hey, Peter from Boral sent us a text. Anthony Milford would be a great addition for Newcastle. Despite the talk, they are short in the spine. Good text, Pete. Yeah, they've lost Mitch. I know Jack Clifford's going to be a good little player, um, but Mitch Pierce is, is a big loss when it comes to experience and direction. All right, keep your texts coming through. 0457 736 736. We'll get through a whole wad of them in just a moment. Uh, And our weather update, by the way, for New Farms. Products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. This is Sports Day for our great mates at Kia. Uh, The brand new Kia Sportage meets your Mew with the brand new Kia Sportage. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.